Hey guys, so I always encourage you to go back and listen to all the podcast episodes in the order they were made because they do kind of build on each other and I believe they make sense consumed in that order. Today's episode will certainly uh, build on the last episode and a couple preceding it when we talk about the importance of feedback loops, quick feedback loops specifically. Last episode was a really dense one on basically on decision making. And interlaying what I learned about decision-making with the idea of the thousand doors, about why action and not thinking necessarily brings you the clarity you seek. And you go th- and do things in the world and you get, you get more feedback, basically. And that elevates the quality of your decision-making going forward. You've just got more to draw on. To hark back to the bucket analogy, you've got better information and decision-making tools and feedback in your bucket forcing inferior mental models out and inferior ideas out. Uh, When you get a quick feedback loop, obviously a feedback loop is just that feedback information coming back around and you encountering it and being able to actually grab it, harness it, right? So it's like the results from a test. You don't have the feedback. You don't know how you went until you get the test results. So the question to think about, to add on to the previous episode, that very dense unpacking of decision-making in Thousand Doors, is when are you getting the test results? When are you going to be measuring? In general, the sooner the better. In general, the sooner the better, which is why we talk about the importance of quick feedback loops. I use the example of From the Ground Up a lot, and that project in in the last block of 10 episodes. Excuse me. And the beautiful thing about From the Ground Up for us was definitely the quick feedback loop. Excuse me again. So uh, let's get clear on that. We noticed, obviously, through the building of the school that there was an opportunity to upskill people in construction as a full-time job, not just to help build things in their community like schools and public infrastructure. The problem with a school... Uh, especially in that part of the world, is that it takes a long time to get the feedback, right? What's the point of the school? Lots of purposes. Probably the most, the one that jumps out the most is helping give children education so that they can go on and have a financially autonomous, well-balanced life, I suppose. So how long does it take to figure out if schooling accomplishes that? Right? So there's a lot to trace and a long journey to trace. It makes it a lot harder. Whereas when we were provi- when Nick Abraham uh, set up the company in Nepal, there was a much quicker feedback loop because we got to see how quickly people learnt new skills and how quickly they could p- perform adequately in a job and see if a sustainable company could kind of be put together. So the feedback loop was a lot quicker. Uh, I think that was a real joy of doing this book project, which we're currently in the middle of and hopefully be publishing soon for Hat Labs, um, where we obviously have brought the, the six other authors together with Scott McEwen and myself to write this book about our journeys after school and what it's like being out there in the chaotic adult world. And we did that project. We had, uh, you know, we, we had a month five weeks basically of really writing the core of our chapters and we did editing after which took a bit longer but we kind of had weekly milestones for submitting drafts first week terrible draft so it doesn't have to be good but just have something kind of shipped and delivered 
And then having those milestones, quick feedback loops, taught us a lot about the process we were on, gave individuals a lot of insight into their writing quicker, and delivered that feedback really quickly. When you don't have the test results, you can't learn. So when I, if I, these podcast episodes, they kind of go out a bit in advance. And if someone tells me something I'm doing wrong, like there's all these, I keep having the problem with the, I keep bumping the microphone because the passion, out of passion because I'm waving my arms around all the time. So sorry if, if, if you're listening, that, tr- that passion doesn't translate physically. You know, but when I, if I schedule episodes really far in advance, it takes a long time for that feedback to come back and make a change. Now, the mistake I did make with feedback loops was when I was working, when we stopped doing the Nepal stuff and I started writing about that experience and all the kind of really eye-opening things we learned, which I kind of drip out, I guess, in some of these podcast episodes, um, writing this long-form book project, which is a real criticism of our, I guess, aid and charitable culture and then culture white beyond that as well. And then I kind of just dropped myself in a submarine and just wrote it and thought, I'm just going to write it, write it, write it, and then I'm going to bring it out to the air and, and see and get feedback and all that sort of stuff. So I spent a lot of time, like maybe a year and a half, just writing and writing it. And I kind of stopped started, I guess, got busy with some real estate work, then got back into it. So the whole body of work was happening in the submarine, you know, where no one could see it. And then I kind of started doing research and I kind of finished my second draft. I was like, yeah, I've got a pretty... Yeah, close thing to what I want here. I started getting feedback and people talking about all these kind of things that could be done differently and all that. And then I was also doing book research and found out you're not meant to write a book before you've got um, a publishing deal. You're meant to give a publisher a proposal and go through an agent and supposed to. It's not a process you have to follow, I guess. It's recommended and I have thoughts about that going forward and, you know, be experimenting with self-publishing anyway. But it's good to, and then I talked about in the last episode, right, on that point about when to follow the rules, when not to follow the rules. I talked about looking around the room you're in now and assessing all the available information. All right, that's, that's the amount of scoping you need to do. If it's there and it's clearly visible and it's in eyesight, right, if it's in arm's reach, you should factor into your decision. So you can make the best decision you can make at that time. Again, quick feedback loop. So... In, from one perspective, I could have looked into book marketing and the process and the best practice process before I started writing would have made sense because what if there's something I'm supposed to do that'll impact the whole journey of the project? Another perspective is I kind of didn't realize it at the time and I didn't have a good reason to, to assume that there was something I need to know about the writing journey and the ec- economics and the marketing and the industry. So no point really judging just learning going forward. And that was the whole point about not judging your decisions, not getting caught in regret, which happens to be quite liberating, but also it's, it's just removing another barrier to momentum because you want the momentum going forward. So that's just another example and the importance of the quick feedback loop from a mistake of a long feedback loop. So in general, when we have quick feedback loops, we just learn these lessons sooner, but we haven't spent as much time, money, attention or, or burn as much of our self-esteem and will and energy on on the project and the journey we're so scared of feedback though which is definitely something i was scared of with that book you know it's a bit more hesitant towards feedback probably than i am now that can be linked back to astro the dog 
you know, he's trying to protect our self-esteem and our idea of ourselves. Yeah, we do have a natural egocentric kind of tendency. We have it to various degrees, this kind of less healthy belief in our own importance. And feedback can burst that bubble. Whereas when we don't get feedback, we let the bubble grow. And I'm very critical of myself when I've let that happen, but I shouldn't be too critical because there's people who have designed their whole lives to avoid negative feedback, who are so sensitive to it. Their astro is so hypervigilant to the threat that he always runs the other way down the street when there's even the remotest sign of the bubble being able to be burst, when there's the slightest risk. So you see it for people who always talk about what they could have been and never tried and they'll find a reason for it. Right? Like I could have been, I could have been the next, you know, I could have been John Travolta, but no one believed in me and I didn't have the opportunity. All right, so I never tried. And so often people come up with a defense mechanism for why they never tried or had a go at their dream or something they would have loved to have done. Often because there was the opportunity for them to find out that they couldn't do it. And so we're scared of getting that feedback. Really, that fear is so counterintuitive. Again, Astro is just a dog trying to steer us through life. He has no idea what he's doing. Dog doesn't understand a human life. Not even close. It's counterintuitive because the feedback just tells you what you need to do next, how much room you have to go. Feedback to me is not criticism or praise. It's not the negative or the emotion part of it. It's just the clear, okay, it doesn't meet the standard. This is the gap. So many people are bad at giving feedback because they do make it a criticism and they do make it praise. I think either, I think both are mistakes. I love, uh, I love feedback that's a lot quicker, clearer and direct. And this comes back to another of the earlier podcast episodes just before the, uh, the action thinking one, which is about pain is not bad. It's just unpleasant. Simple as that. right? It's learning plus unpleasant experience. It's not bad. It serves an evolutionary purpose. It's part of the journey of helping us learn, improve, and make the journey better as we go. So the reflection question for today is how can you get quicker feedback? What have you been putting off giving air to and making visible? What are you hiding down in the submarine? What have you locked up in the vault so that it can protect your self-esteem and your ego? It's not really just for you. It's just that you're scared. You're putting it off. How can you get the test results sooner so you can intervene with treatment earlier and improve faster and get those outcomes you want? There's a great tip, actually. I had this noted down from uh, the David Dider book, uh, The Way of the Superior Man, which is, you know, recommends men getting in a group together once a week and talking objectively about how their lives are going. I guess you could do that with any kind of tribe. Uh, men and women doing it separately might make sense, of course. And that's a weekly feedback. When you talk honestly and you air everything out, nothing can grow mold on it, right? Because you're airing it out every week and you've got quick feedback loops because it's weekly. Daily journaling is just another example. Catching your thoughts objectively. I mean, one thing I'm passionate about doing, which will probably be part of the next phase of Do Hat Labs, is setting up regular online reflection groups. So you can have those real honest, deep conversations with other people like you with the safety of online, right? So it's kind of an online community that you can come into, but then take space from when you need it and, and re rearrange it if you need to. 
and that gives you that quick feedback loop as well about things in your life because it's nice to get in the submarine and just think you've got it all figured out that's what our ego wants that's what astro wants but what we really want is for it to be challenged so that if there's a correction to make we make it sooner okay so yeah remember to check out earlier podcast episodes because they are designed to be consumed in order uh, you can get lots of these prompts and more uh, analysis I think I'm a better writer than speaker anyway, so that can be delivered via email um, by signing up on the website uh, for Conversations That Matter or the blog, www.withjoeweeby.com forward slash blog. Uh, but ultimately, always remember, most importantly, that the best way to open a thousand doors for you is to concentrate on opening doors for others. So have the conversations, share this with people and help give them the quicker feedback loop too. I've been the With Joeweeby podcast. Guys, and we will see you again tomorrow.